Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hello and welcome to Excellence Expected. My name, as ever, is Mark Asquith. All right, guys, listen, we all know why we turn up to work and we all know about why we do what we do every single day. We know why we started in business and we know why we continue. But actually, do we really? We all know we go through the routines, the same old. We turn up at work at a certain time every day and we leave every single day. And we become so embedded in our routines that actually when we step back and think about it, our missions do change, our visions change, our wants and our lives change. So when we step back and think about things, do we really know why we are still doing what we're doing? That's the big question today. And with me, I have someone from Lifetime, Mr. Bill Bottomley. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Mark. And today we are going to talk about the why, aren't we, Bill? We're going to talk about why we do what we do and how we can enhance our customers' lives and our our employees' lives by delivering some extra value and, and actually talking about the benefits instead of just the physical, how we do things. Yeah, the difference between what we do or how we do it. Instead of that, we're going to talk a bit more about why we do what we do um, and to see whether or not businesses really get that understanding why they're in business will determine what their customers or their clients see, feel, and whether they get it or not. Um, and how making sure you understand what your why is will determine how successful you are going forward. Perfect. I love that. And it's something that I think a lot of people will will certainly wonder about themselves. I know sometimes it's, it's difficult when you are so embedded in what you do to step back and think about that. So I'm really looking forward to getting into that. But before we do... I'd like to just dig into Bill Bottomley a little bit and talk about where you came from and what you do and what lifetime is. So what's your background, Bill? Where did you come from and how did you get into what you're doing today? Well, my uh, background is I was a teacher for nine years. I taught religious education in Catholic schools uh, for a happy nine years and fell into financial services, really. It wasn't, it wasn't planned. Uh, it was wanting to get out of teaching more than anything else and, and moving into something else. Um, so I worked for a Prudential and Friends Provident for the uh, best part of four or five years and then was fortunate enough to be asked to join Ian Dickinson um, and a couple of friends to, to start Lifetime. And that's what we did uh, 12 years ago now as independents. So that's how I fell into it, really. Um, and my role now is that I'm communications director at Lifetime. Um, I still see a few clients, but not many really. Um, but the company's grown from when there was four of us originally uh, and a couple of admin staff. Now there's 60 people that, that work at Lifetime. Um, and we offer everything that you could imagine in financial services, uh, pensions, savings, investments, mortgages. We've got a legal department, um, general insurance, you name it, with financial services, we offer it. Uh, but at the core of all that is our financial planning proposition. So everything revolves around the financial planning. So we're in business really to help people um, live the lives they want to live. Um, and of course, all those products are around the outside of that, but the main core of it is helping people live how they want to live. 
that's something that resonates with um, certainly with me and I know with the audience, the listeners as well, the more I talk to the audience, the more I talk to people that are in business and chat to people like yourself, the more it's becoming obvious that people want to live a life by design, not by chance. They actually want to grasp and take hold of what they're doing and financial planning is such an important part of that, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, not many people do it, to be honest. Um, you know, this whole idea that... Uh, that financial planning uh, can be at the core of people's lifestyles so that how you want to live and actually s sitting back and thinking about how you want to live, that's a first for many people. And then looking into the future and deciding how you want to live in the future, whether that's when you retire or or even before you retire, and, 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 and what that life looks like, and not just letting it happen by chance, but actually saying, okay, if I want to live like this now and I want to live like this in the future, what do I need to do to achieve that? And it's also about protecting that lifestyle so that if anything does go wrong, whether that's uh, an illness or whether it's uh, death in the family, that, that actually those plans that you've got are not adversely affected because of those catastrophes. It, it, the financial planning is about keeping your lifestyle how you want it, but it's also initially looking at what sort of lifestyle you want, which um, it's a great service. It's really enjoyable. Um, and it's a million miles away from flogging pensions, which is what most people associate with financial services. A lot of people do see that. And it's that's a really fresh outlook that it's one of those, it's one of those industries, much like law, you know, that, that sometimes can be, it can come across as quite dry, can't it? And it's, yeah. it's not about, the black and the white is about creating that lifestyle and designing that lifestyle and finances at the core of that, because you need that, you need all of your ducks in a row to be able to live the life that you want to live. And that, yeah. I think the spin that you put on that and the way that you guys work with your customers is so fresh. I, I, I personally don't know any other company that deals with it like that. So that's really refreshing. I really like that. Yeah. Well, we have to be because it is such a boring, dry subject. If you're not careful, I can, I can remember going to a, a, a housewarming party a few years ago with a friend of mine, and he introduced me as, oh, this is Bill, he looks after pensions, which um, he did in a jokey way. And of course, nobody spoke to me for the rest of the night. And that's, you know, that's been the traditional view of financial services. And, and that's still, the you know, for most financial service providers, that's where they are. And that's where the what and the how bit, you know, uh, are... Uh, are consumed rather than the well. What's the point of doing this in the in the first place? It's understanding that um, people are interested in um, their own lifestyles and making sure that their concerns, their goals, and ambitions are looked after. And the, and the financial products bits sort of revolve around the outside. It's a given that all the guys here are all qualified. They all know what they're doing, but the key is to find out what. It, is that the client wants and find out how the client wants to live. That's the key to, to the whole process, really. Well, let's talk about that a bit further, because obviously that's that's why we are here to talk about the why of of why we're all here, really. And, and the listeners out there that are thinking about this question themselves, we're going to get through to some actionable tips and, and various takeaways that they can use to kind of get into that mindset. But before we do, how did you guys develop that ethos internally? Because that's quite... It's quite a challenge, especially for such a dry subject. How did you guys develop that mentality? And more so, how did you manage to embed that into the lifetime culture? Well, I think that 
it's been a slow process. That's the first thing. It's, it's, it's not something that happens overnight. But certainly, we looked at what we were doing and, and how we were doing it and felt that we weren't really giving enough to our clients. We weren't any different to most of the other companies that are out there, which wasn't good enough for us. We, we had to find something a bit different. And although most, I would say, most advisors want to do the best for their clients, by just flogging products, you're, n- you're never going to be doing the best for your clients. And fortunately for us, we stumbled across some uh, software that has really helped us uh, direct our processes into financial planning rather than um, being a financial advisor as such. So the piece of software that we use, um, which is called Truth, allows us to, to talk to a client about how they see their lives now and what they're looking for in the future and actually show them what that looks like, given all the assumptions about what they've got as far as investments or savings or pensions or, or protection products and fitting them into the context of their life and just looking at that plan to see what it looks like and then working out whether or not they're fine or whether they need to, to take some action or, or, or not, as the case may be. Um, but, but the core to, to all of that is understanding why it is that we're doing this job in the first place. So if somebody comes to me and says, what is it that you do, Bill? I never say to them, I sell pensions. I always say to them, I tell people the truth about money. And I always say to them, um, I help people to live how they want to live. Now, th- that's completely different from being, I'm an independent financial advisor or, or I'm a financial advisor and I uh, sell life insurance. Completely different. I obviously do do those things because that's a sort of the what. So you know, how do I help people live the life they want to live? Having seen their plan, I will give them advice on the sorts of things they need to to do to ensure that they're they're able to do that. Um, But the core is the why. Why do I do it? I do it to help change people's lives. That's the whole point. That's really valuable from a, I mean, obviously, from a marketing perspective, it's always been it's always been rule 101, you know, marketing 101 has been sell the benefits, not the features. But actually, you're doing that on an entire business level, aren't you? You're saying, well, look, it's a given that these guys are very good at this job because otherwise, well, why would they even be here? Likewise, you guys know that pensions exist and you know that we can help you find the right one for you and we can help you manage that. Yeah. But actually what you're saying is that we can we can find out where you want to be personally as a family or as an individual or as a couple and we will set that destination and we will help you navigate that road to get there yeah. and we'll help you achieve the milestones on that journey as well. And that is that something that your customers tend to, do they appreciate that candor and that openness about that absolutely. sort of journey? Yeah? yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you if you want to look at this in a bit more detail, you you, you need to, to see a guy called Simon Sinek. He's written a book um, about the why and he's on TED Talks. You can just, Google him and, and the TED Talk comes up. Fascinating stuff. When he talks about um, what differentiates companies from other companies that are doing the same thing. So you look at, he uses the example of Apple all the time, where Apple make computers. You know, that that's what they do. At their base level, that's what they do. But they don't market themselves like that. They talk about thinking differently. They talk about how um, what's important to them is the, is helping people change their lives. And how do they do that? Well, they do that through 
creating great computers that um, are stylish, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and the difference between them and other, other organizations that make computers is that it's their core values. It's the why. Why do they do it? They do it to help people change their lives. You don't see any other computer firm talking like that. Um, and, and that's attractive. And what we're trying to do is, is, is be the same where we're talking to clients and saying, look, it may well be that you need something to help you, but let's have a look at what your plan looks like. And actually that's attractive to clients. We, um, clients now don't come to us and say, you know, how are my funds doing? Of course, that's all part of it. What they talk about is what does my plan look like? And that's a completely different conversation. That conversation puts the client at the heart of what we do rather than the money. So it's easy for me to say it's never about the money. The, the money is, of course, something that comes and something that we deal with, but it's about the client and it's the, it's the client at the core that, that uh, is the most important aspect to what we do. And that's really attractive. Um, you know, we have always worked off referrals. We don't do much marketing really other than our, our social media and our website. But apart from that, it's all referral business. And people who've had the experience of going through our process talk to their friends and work colleagues and they, they talk about a different experience. It's, it's not like it used to be. Uh, and that differentiates us to other financial services companies, that's for sure. Based on what you mentioned there about social media, actually, just a point I wanted to pick up on because I don't know any other business that does what Lifetime does that markets how you guys market. And as you say, I know it's all referral work, and, but the very interesting thing is that everything you do is about value. So when you look at your Twitter feed, when you look at what you give back to the local region and regional communities, everything is about giving back the value. So, you know, your your Twitter feed is full of information. It's less about here's what we can do and more about have you guys seen this? It may help, you know, and, and certainly we, I mean, you've got the BBIS as well. Let's just talk about that for a moment. So yeah. Uh, the BBIS, what is that and where does it come from and what's the idea behind it? Well, we, uh, we've been in business for about 10 years and we felt that it was about time we gave back more to the community and, and wanted to, to be involved in education. Um, but again, for us to go into to schools or, or to uh, colleges and talk about uh, financial services you know, people would be falling on the floor with, with, with desperate boredom, as I would be. So we, we um, at that time, just came across a site which was Speakers for Schools, uh, which is a John Peston charity. And um, it just sparked an idea in our head that actually, because we're part of the business community and we've got lots of clients who are part of the business community, but also people that we know who have uh, been successful in lots of different fields, um, that actually we could be a resource for schools where we would invite them to be a speaker. They would go into a school, they'd commit an hour of their time, and um, and the schools would benefit from getting people from the community to come in and talk about their life stories. And it's been absolutely fantastic. We've had over 80 speakers now. Um, there are three schools involved now in Barnsley, and, and, and we'll move that on gradually as we can manage it. Uh, but it's a great experience for the speakers and it's a brilliant experience for the kids because they get inspired by people who have done all sorts of things, whether it's 
animators, whether it's authors, whether it's the chief exec of Barnsley Football Club, whether it's the managing director of a security company. There's all sorts of people that have been in to talk. Um, and just to tell the kids how what they do and, and, and why they're doing it. And, and for most kids who have, you know, their experience of work outside has either been what their parents do or teachers, police, fire, whatever. Now they're looking and thinking, actually, do you know what? I'm really, I really can get into this animation thing. I think it's brilliant. Um, and they can see that there's lo- lo- lots of other avenues for work out there. Um, and it's, it, we're at the, at the heart of the community by doing that. And that's great. It's, of course, it raises our profile, but it's giving back without an agenda as such. It's wanting to say, look, come on, let's, let's make our community better, which is always a good thing. The, what I really enjoy about that is that everything is about, when we talk about value in business, it's not always it's not always the kind of value that you guys give. And a lot of people say they do things and a lot of businesses believe they do things, but I don't know many that do it to that level. You genuinely are giving to something, in fact, a hell of a lot back to the local and regional community. And you know what? You, you don't have to do that. That's the beauty of, of that entire scheme is that you guys want to do it. It's not something that you were forced into. It's not to hit any kind of legislation. It's not anything other than, you know what, it'd be great to give something back. And that's back to the kind of topic that we're talking about today on Excellence Expected, that why do we do that? You've designed your own life around that because that has got to be fun. The guys that are working on that in your social media team and so on. Oh, it's great. love it. Yeah, it's great fun. And and I think... I think understanding what social media is, I mean, again, for, for companies, you come across it all the time on, on, on Twitter or on Facebook where company is on there and all they're trying to do is flog their wares. And, and that's not what it's, the, the clue is in the name, it's social. And I suppose that for companies, one of the things that, that works for us is that social media is a way of showing the sort of people that you are. And, and of course, a Lifetime, is a very very keen on the family values that 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 we have as directors and as as we have as people that work here. Um, it's a great it's a great community. We have a lot of fun, and it's um, understanding that all that you can get out of Twitter or out of Facebook is really a picture of the sort of people that work here. And of course, that's attractive. People look at that and think, well, oh, they they look like nice people, and and that all helps with the. Um, image of the company and and helps with um, the 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 sort of um, the I was going to say the flavour of the company, but you you get a picture of who we are and what we do and what we're trying to achieve, and you know that is great fun. It, we've had lots of fun with it, and and we don't push the products at all. If people come to the website because of of what we're doing, then that's great because then they do see the sorts of things that we do and and financial planning being at the centre of that, and and that's great. That that works well. That's one of the interesting points as well that I take from that is that I follow you guys on Twitter. I've attended your now famous golf days and it's it's one of those kind of businesses when I look at Lifetime that I think, okay, I know what they do, but actually, do you know what? I don't think about the services and the products as being the be all and end all. The first time I think of Lifetime, I rarely think of the products and services. I either think of yourself or Andrew who runs the social media side or Vic or I think of the golf days or the BBIS or seeing you at networking events or conferences. Yeah. And it's amazing, really. It's not 
that's certainly not taken away from the quality of the products or services, but it, it is, it's getting across that personality. It's the fact that you guys are approachable. And actually, if I did have the inclination to talk financial planning, you guys would be the first people I wanted to talk to yeah. as a byproduct of just talking and yeah. just seeing what you guys do. And just back to the why, you know, as a business, does that, does that kind of disseminate right down, you know, across the board? So right from director level, right down to the kind of the people on reception. Does everyone believe in, in that culture? Is that something that you advocate across the board then? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it's, there are challenges, don't, you know, don't get me wrong. When you've got 60 people, it's, there's always going to be challenges. And I think what's, what's key for us is that we remain true to, to those core values and that um, the temptation is always to shortcut all the processes and, and, you know, if somebody says, oh, can you help me? I need a pension. The temptation there is to say, yeah, sure, here you go. You know, here's the form, sign it and put your money in. Whereas actually for us to turn around and say, well, yeah, of course we'll talk about that. But look, we need to talk about what you want to achieve and the sorts of things you, that you want out of life and in the future and what sort of retirement do you want and what how do you picture it? Suddenly you're talking um, about a different picture altogether, um, and yeah, there are challenges when you've got a, a, you know a, a big company. There are challenges to try and make sure that that ethos is is there. But that's you know that's life. It's a, every family has got those challenges. Every relationship has those challenges. So, but yeah, by and large, um, people get what we're trying to achieve, and and it's paying dividends. So, I was going to ask you about that actually because it's quite a. From an MD's perspective or from a communications director's perspective and from a founding partner's perspective, I would imagine if someone had said, would have said to you 12 years ago, this is how we will do business in 12 years. Yeah. You know, looking at that on paper, what's your marketing plan? Well, we're just going to kind of give value <laughs> and we're just going to put events on and we're going to have these fantastic golf days and so on. And, you know, looking at that on paper, yeah, quite a scary thought for most MDs and so on. And you think, well... You know, can I go into this with eyes open and really take that on board? But is that paying dividends for the business where actually traditional marketing and the traditional black and white, very straightforward, linear process that most businesses go through, where that process is perhaps not paying as many dividends as this kind of approach? Do you guys find that ultimately more beneficial than the way perhaps you used to approach things? Uh, well, I think, I mean, it's... We've never approached it by marketing in the normal way. And actually, financial services struggle with that. I'm, I'm sure of that because it, it isn't, it, you know, you get name recognition. So, for instance, when I worked at Prudential, everybody knows who the PRU are. And, and generally speaking, with financial services, the relationship is all about trust. So when you're working for a big company like Prudential, they trust the name Prudential. And so, you know, you would walk in and they go, oh, yeah, it's the man from the Peru. And, you know, that's easy enough. The same with Friends Provident, same with all the big companies out there. And, of course, financial services has been through a really, really bad patch as far as trust is concerned because you only have to look at the credit crunch and the banks and, and what's happened there. So our issues are always about, do you trust me as an individual? Do you trust Lifetime as a company? Because they are all about trust. And I think that part of the message about how we do our job and, 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 and why we do the job and, and the stuff that we do in the community and the stuff that we do on our social media and all those sorts of things 
it's all building that trust and the recognition that people start to say, yeah, oh yeah, lifetime, I know them, they're good people, they're this, they're that, they're. And that's, that, that's always part of the challenge. It is a trust issue always. Um, and, the, and in any relationship, it's about what both parties give. So traditionally, if you were a financial advisor, you'd go in, you'd flog a product, you'd walk away, and you might not see the person again. So, so there's no giving there other than your expertise for, for a very short period of time. Whereas lifetime now, and certainly for the past 10 years at least, we're service orientated. So we do see our clients regularly and, and they expect that rightly so. So it's not a matter of in you go, thanks very much and, and you know, smash and grab. It's long-term relationships. It's building that trust. And what we do outside, the, outside of uh, in the community and what we do in our media, all of that is about the, that building that trust. And, and you know, it's, it's a long, long story. It's, it can't be short term. You can't suddenly decide you start a business up and the next day you're, you're you know, running BBIS or, you know, giving money to, to, to the hospice and expect that to be not seen as being, well, what are, you tr- what are you wanting to get from it? The fact that we've been in business for 12 years and we've been in the heart of the community gives us um, that sort of kudos and that, uh, you know, people are not thinking, well, you're only doing that because you want people to come to you. Actually, they see it as just being part of the sort of people that we are, which is great, and that's how it should be. I think you hit the nail on the head there when you talked about the products because nothing that Lifetime portrays, nothing that Lifetime puts out there is product-oriented. And when when you walk into the buildings that you've got, it doesn't feel as if you're going to be sold products or even work with products. Yeah. And I think that's a huge, huge change. It's very much a partnership, isn't it? That long road, that journey and the partnership between yourselves. And yes, they are clients, but actually you must get to know the guys that you're working with very, very closely because you're so invested, excuse the pun, invested in their future, aren't you? So is, yeah. is that something that you guys put a lot of time into, you know, developing relationships with clients versus just servicing them? Uh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's at the core. I mean, Financial services is as close as you can get to being a, a priest because you you find out more about people's families, their fears, their concerns, their ambitions. Of course, talking to somebody about their finances, what they earn, what they've got in the bank, what they've got in their pension pots, it's very personal stuff. And because it's so personal, you, you get to know people very, very well. And, and of course, then long-term relationships are so important. Um, our advisors can only really look after a couple of hundred people properly where they are looking after them every year and seeing them every year. And and they get to know them and we cry with them and we laugh with them and we see the families growing up. That's all part of, of the job that we do, which is great. I love it because it is it is really personal and you get very close to, to a good number of people. I love that. I love that attitude of going on that journey with them and sharing the ups and sharing the downs and sharing the problems and the high notes. I, I think that's fantastic for what is essentially a financial services company. You wouldn't you wouldn't think of it like that if you looked from the outside in. But as soon as you walk through the door you do get that kind of fear and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a, it, there is a tight there is a there is a um you know a, a sort of a rope that you do walk on because Obviously, there's the one side is the personal side and the uh, you know all the stuff that we do in the community and all that sort of stuff. But at the other side of that, there is the professionalism where people 
people are trusting you with their with their livelihood. They're trusting you with their information, but they're trusting you with their with their their money and their pensions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, you know, we have very highly qualified staff. Uh, we have very high, highly qualified financial advisors. We have specialists in all sorts of areas: pensions, mortgages, the legal department. Uh, these 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 people know what they're doing, and and that has to be part of it. Because again, the trust thing is not just that they think we're nice people. The trust thing is that actually they're very well qualified people. They know what they're doing, and our results have shown that. Because you know, if 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 we were rubbish at it, then that would impact upon people's lives. And I think that the fact that we're still here and we're still thriving and we're growing as a business is an indication that actually we're getting it right. So. It's about choosing the right fit for the customer, isn't it? It's about finding, you know, not not essentially trying to sell one or five specific products, but actually being able to choose from a different type of product or service that fits that person and fits that family. Absolutely. And that understanding will only come through that personable nature and the approachability and the kind of ethos that Lifetime has across its entire business. It comes through listening. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, yeah. That's the key because so many people are great at telling and are great at... Uh, advising but actually unless you listen listen to the story and really listen because somebody can be saying one thing and meaning another and i think that after 20 odd years that i've been in the industry and lots of people here have been in in this industry for a good number of years that that you start to understand when somebody is saying one thing and they're meaning another and you start to try and get to the heart of what the concerns are and it's only then that you can actually give the, the best advice because, you know, somebody might be talking about their pension and they might actually want to give up work and you you might need to say to them whether they can or can't. Um, so it is about listening. It's the key is listening always. And unfortunately, not enough people understand that. <laughs> Too many people hear and don't actually listen. That's the key. And we're all yeah. guilty of it, aren't we? And I think having yeah. the presence of mind and, the inter- and again, back to that internal culture, having the internal culture that everyone here will listen, not just hear and then want to jump into their bit about selling a product. It, it is, it's about understanding, digging in and digging under the surface and actually figuring out what's really going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I think that's fantastic. Now, so we are here to talk about the why. We're here to talk about, for the listeners out there that are thinking to themselves, all right, you know, I've got a business. I've always done business how I've done business. And, you know, I've done okay off that. I know you have actually been working on some tips and some advice that the guys can take away in terms of the why. Um, So let's just talk about that for a moment. What have you been working on for the listeners out there? Well, I think that if you look at what a business does, it's very, if you imagine imagine sort of uh, three circles, on the outside circle, you've got, what the company does so you might say in our case what the company does is well we're we're financial services um then if you go into the next circle it's how and the how is the qualifications or the processes that that are involved and every company's got that as well but but so many companies stop there so they they talk about the what they talk about the high uh, sorry they talk about the how and and, and people see that and, you know, it's, it's fairly obvious. But it's only when you get to the why that um, clients really start to understand um, what you're all about and, and why the company is in existence. So I don't mean the why isn't, um, you know, why do I come to work? Well, I come to work to pay the mortgage. We all know that. The, the finances thing is, is, you know, you can dismiss that. The reason that we all work um, 
you know, on a basic level is to to live how we want to live, to pay our mortgages, to eat, and et cetera, et cetera. But, but when you really look at your own company, it doesn't matter what you do, whether you're a, a, you know, a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker, it, it's, it's, it's why you want to do that. And the best people, the most inspirational business leaders, understand what that why is, and, they, and they're able to communicate that why to the outside world. And that's what attracts people to them. So whether it's Richard Branson or whether it's you know Warren Buffett or all those people that are inspirational, whether it's whether it's um, Henry Ford, it's it's always that the most inspirational business leaders are the ones that understand the why. And so, but that but you don't have to be a Richard Branson to get it. And certainly, you know, I was at a, a conference last week at at the Barnsley, Barnsley Digital thing, and um, you listen to Simon. Um, Biltlick from, I'm sure I got that from Webmart. Yeah, from Webmart. That's, right. that's it. And 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 I I listened to that uh, for that gentleman and just knew he absolutely knew his why. Very charismatic, great message, really inspirational guy. And I've looked on his website and you know and as it happens, he's one of our speakers, which is great. But it's understanding the reason why you do business in the first place that will differentiate you from the crowd. So there's lots of people that do financial services, but I believe that because we understand why we do it um, and put that message out rather than what we do or how we do it, that we're attractive to people. And, and that's a, a lesson for all businesses. I think for people that are, that are web designers, to, there, are, there are lots and lots of web designers out there, and it's only when... Um, as a web designer, you can say, look, this is why we do this. And it's about the client. It's, it's got nothing to do with your technical ability. If you're a web designer, we expect that you know how to design a website. But, but when we saw DM Squared, when we, when we came to you, one of the attractions of, of DM Squared was that your emphasis was all about what message do you want to get out there? What do you want to look like? Um, what are you trying to achieve with the website? Which is refreshing because usually it's well, I can do this, I can do that, I can do the other, which is not, which is not what you want to hear as a client. So, I think you know, as I say, it doesn't matter what size of business you are, whether you're a one-man band or whether you've got you know thousands of of, uh, of employees. Understanding the why will determine how you treat people, but also. Getting your message out there to potential customers is is key, um, and the key to success. So so valuable. Entirely agree. Absolutely, entirely agree on that one. And if there are listeners out there and they're sort of thinking to themselves, well, you know, I'm in this position. I perhaps I'm not increasing sales. I'm losing staff. Our morale's low. Whatever that may be, the why could be a determining factor, couldn't it? The fact Absolutely. that actually as a as a business owner or an entrepreneur or an MD or wherever you are in the business, if you're responsible for that business and if you're not comfortable with why you're doing it, the people that work with you aren't going to be comfortable with that either, are they? It's important to figure that out. And if there are people out there wondering, how the heck do I go about this? How did you guys go about it? Did you, did you formally plan this when you were in your younger days as a business or, you know, is there any kind of takeaways that people can start with where they can say, look, let's sit down and let's start here to figure this why out. How did you guys do that? Well, I think most people can do it just by going out, going into that, um, into that circle where, 
you know, it's pretty easy to describe what you do, and it's and and quite a few people know how they do it. But it's then the next step, and 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 it does mean taking some time out to have a look at that, and to say, okay, well, but why are we doing this? Um, and I know it's it it might sound woolly. It's not meant to sound woolly. I think that we were pretty clear that we felt unhappy about just selling products to people. And I, and I think that 10 years ago, we looked at it and felt uncomfortable about being the same as everybody else and just flogging products. And it wasn't until we, we completely changed our business model where instead of taking commission, we went fee-based. So that gave us the freedom to not be at the beck and call of all the big providers and you know doing things because you got paid more but also when we changed our emphasis to financial planning away from just giving advice to people that that changed our business completely so that we could we started to understand that if you want to really help people live how they want to live you have to do financial planning rather than just giving financial advice. And that was the key to us. Walking down that road of financial planning, that was our why. And and apart from anything else, it is a gut feeling knowing that, yeah, you are doing the right thing. That feels right um, and gives you a purpose. But, but it's not just that. It's not just how you feel yourself. It's then how the clients engage with you with that. Because on, an, on another level, it's almost a, a deeper level, clients clients get it and they and they're attracted to you because of it and and that drives your success as well it's almost it does set you apart from your competitors there's no doubt about that you could have five plumbers on a row and if one of the plumbers really believes that the the reason that they're doing what they're doing is is to give the best service to their clients um and to uh, make their lives as comfortable as possible in their own homes. If they believe that's why they're doing it, rather than just well, I'm trying to make as much money as possible, actually they will be different to the other plumbers that are out there, and it and it will be reflected in the clients that come to them. It's a whole attitude. It's it's how you treat your customers. They'll see exactly what you're trying to achieve, and and they'll understand that you understand that you're doing this for a different reason. It it, it is a deep thing, but it, but it is it does really work and the and the best companies in the world have, have found that out one of the big things that we always talk about on the podcast is mindsets and i think the big big takeaway from that is being confident enough to have a mindset that is open to facing outward you know not looking inside but actually saying look we're doing this for you and whatever that why is figuring out that why and the reason that you're doing this and being able to look out to customers and say, we will make your life better by doing X, Y, and Z. You know, the why out of that and being so confident in doing that is a massive mindset shift for a lot of people that are perhaps used to selling widgets or turning up to work and going through a process. Yeah. Having the confidence to step out of that and throw some ideas around and really get under the skin of it. It's a big shift for quite a lot of people, but I totally agree that if you can find that, if you can find that passion, everything that you talk about, the way that you deliver your services, the way that you talk about your products, you will do that with so much more gusto and enthusiasm. And that, as you say, that ultimately attracts the right sort of clients, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and of course, those sorts of clients will attract other clients. It's a, you know, it's a snowball effect and, and it's not rocket science. 
but it, it, it has a massive effect upon your business. Um, and we certainly have benefited from that. There's no doubt about it. I think that's fantastic. Really, really good, strong advice. Bill, thank you very much, sir. And just before we wrap up, tell people where they can find Lifetime online. Uh, we're at www.lifetime-fmother.com. Lifetime-fm.com. Love that. So head on over there and check out. You do have a really interesting video, actually, that you guys have put together, yeah. um, which is new to the website, isn't it? So that, that's a fun one. Where, yeah. That was based on, uh, what was that based on? I forget. The, the financial bucket. Yes. No, there's the other one that I'm thinking of. You know, the one where you sat on Oh, well, last Smith and Jones. Alas, yeah. That's the one, alias Smith and Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Uh, yes. We're, you'll see that on the website. And excitingly enough we're in the, in a project at the moment where we're looking at doing some more animation which I think will be really exciting so Lifetime as a business uh, for the listeners out there do generate some fantastic content actually that's one of the big things that I love about the way that you guys market yourselves is that it is all about the content and you mentioned the financial bucket there which for people who are wondering about financial planning and wondering how it fits into their life, take a look, head on over to lifetime-fm.com and check out the bucket video as well because that's that's so, so useful. And I think it stars a certain uh, communications director as well. <laughs> yeah, communications director and Guido. And Have Guido. a look at Guido. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank you, Bill, so much. It's been Thank a real you. pleasure. Thanks, Mark. Listen, guys, if you want to head on over to excellent-expected.com, as ever, you can pick up the show notes for this and, of course, every other episode that is available online. And if you're feeling generous, head on over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a favourable review. We would always appreciate that. Whilst you are over on the website, don't forget you can pick up a copy of my free ebook, which will teach you how to generate more time every single day. Bill, thank you once again, sir. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks very much, Matt. Until next time. Don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. See you soon. Bye-bye.